0: Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you The Missing Piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the anti-diet mindset reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. All right, welcome back to the missing piece, Angie. It's great to see you. Thank
1: you. Welcome back.
0: Welcome back to you. <laughs> did you just welcome yourself back.
1: To everyone listening.
0: Oh, okay. Um, well, I was welcoming you back, and you were welcoming everybody back. Yeah, okay.
1: so that worked great.
0: It did. It was nice. Um, good to see you back here. And uh, you know, I figure since you're here, part of the reason you're here is because. A new season of life has happened, right? Like the the uh, the kids are in daycare five days a week. Schedul- yeah. Our schedules are a little bit more freed up um, to to have you to have us be in the same place, at the same time uh, to podcast and talk. And I feel like seasons of life is something that man, it's a topic that's really important to fitness, and, and a lot of people just straight up don't get it um, because they're too busy trying to do what they, what they've done before. You know what I mean? To replicate uh, some success maybe they've had with fitness before. And um, you know, the principles of fitness stay the same, but you, you change your body changes, your lifestyle changes and different things at different periods are going to work. And so I want to talk about it both from a tactical standpoint. What, What does it actually look like? Cool. And then, uh, and then, and then just talk about it from, um, from, I guess, a mindset and a lifestyle standpoint, like, you know, what are we trying to do here with our fitness? Yeah. Cause that's going to change over time too. And so, um, you know, before we get going guys, head on over to dot There's a button where you can go see Angie There's a, and see what she's up to. And she's got a ton of free resources up there. Meal prep in a flash. You can see uh, her YouTube, uh, channel, which is like way more food and meal prep and lifestyle stuff.
1: A lot of pumpkin stuff right now.
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can join our free Facebook group for missing You can go grab some of the resources I have on my site for guys. I have a dude's guide to cutting weekend nutrition blueprint, all sorts of good stuff. So head, head over there. And then if you feel so inclined to leave us a review, you know, a couple sentences about what you found valuable because you know, that helps other people find the podcast helps me see what you're enjoying And then I can do more of it. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) let's get into it. It's new season. So it's September 7th as we do this. And I was out walking today. I got out early for a walk because I'm taking a deload week from weights, but that's all right. And it just smells like back to school. You know what I mean? Like the late summer. I don't know if it's the way the grass, the trees smell in late summer with the humidity, you know, and, the, and the, the fact that the sun comes up a little bit later. So it's like going on early morning walk. It's a little darker and just it just felt like back to school. Right. And I just I've always loved it. You know, um, I've actually always loved getting back to school. And, you know, there's a little bit of excitement, a little bit of unknown. Right. So a little bit of nervousness there but just always refreshed and ready to get back after it. And it was always like that in the gym too. Summers were a very slow time when we ran our gym. I mean, I feel like every gym. And then people send those kids back to school and they're ready to just get after it for the fall. And I love that so much. I do. And Angie likes pumpkin stuff in the fall.
1: (laughs) That's why I was laughing. (laughs) I don't know.
0: But, Um, But
1: What if there's somebody else listening that does too.
0: Well, and maybe it will resonate with that. And so, but I
1: know what you mean about the smell of the air and just yeah. a little bit of a cool front coming in in the early morning. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and it was just it's like a new a, energy. And yeah, and, and to me, it reminds me. It just, especially, I don't, I don't know if it's especially because I have a birthday that that was last week, so which is like another year, right? Another year going by, and I reflect on where I was at this time of year in previous years. And it really reminds you that like, man, different seasons have different purposes for you as a person. And the people in your life are different. And what you're doing with your life is different. And your fitness is going to be different too. And so let me just start here by saying, when we talk about seasons of fitness, there's there's, there's matching your fitness to your season, your life which I'm going to talk about a little bit more in depth. I'm just going to cruise over my, my overview of seasons of lifting or seasons of fitness, right? Which just simply means that I don't do the same damn thing all year long. You know, so all summer long, this is just an example of recently, all summer long, I've been lifting five days a week and really just doing steps. And that was it. And now I'm transitioning to three days of lifting, three days of running because it is going to cool off and I do enjoy running, but I'll run from now. I'll run for six months, maybe. Maybe, right? I'll do a couple races, and ultimately I'm going to get bored as hell with it. And then I'll, and then I'll get I'll be excited to to get back to some strength work. And maybe I'll do a season of lifting where I work on my big three, right? Where I'll work on getting my bench press, squat, deadlift up as high as they can go. And that'll be fun for a little bit. And I'll see the numbers climb, and it'll feel good for a little bit. And then I, it won't feel good anymore, and I'll get sore. Uh, you know, like, like your joint, like my joints can't take it as much anymore. And then I'll move into a season of like physique lifting. I'll be like, I'll fire it up to to try and put some muscle mass on again. And having those seasons, what it does is it keeps me excited about things and it changes my focus and it allows me to go. It's, it's a student led curriculum. It allows me to go with what's exciting me at that time, you know, and I think it's just important to realize that as you move through life, as you move through the world, like different things catch your eye at different times. And sometimes in a pursuit, especially like fitness, there's this whole like willpower and like discipline thing where it's like, stay focused and just do the thing until you see ultimate success. But also, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a pro athlete over here. I don't have a singular focus like that. And so to me, it's success is just to keep going and having fun with it. <laughs> in, in order to have fun with it, I got to be excited about it. You know? Yeah. So, so that's, that's seasons of lifting. So that's all, all that means is I can change my focus. You know, I can change my focus, change my, my workouts to accommodate that focus. And then I can, uh, when I get bored, I can switch gears. And what that allows me to do is continually move forward without having to do everything exactly the same always. So.
1: I look at it similar.
0: Well, fill me in. What do you mean?
1: But different. Uh, Well, I think being a female, and if you're listening, you'll understand this. Seasons of life could mean you are trying to get pregnant. You are pregnant. Now you have a baby. Maybe your kids are now 20 years old, 30 years old. And so our bodies change a lot with our fitness and through all those seasons of life. And I think it took me forever to figure out that I couldn't be full throttle all the time (laughs) because working out always does excite me. It Mm -hmm. really does. And that's the main reason why I do it because I really enjoy it. But now I look at my seasons of life also realistically as where my body is. In that season of life mm-hmm. and really understanding what my workout needs to be in order to stay healthy mm-hmm. and to still give me the results that I want. And that has changed from pregnancy to post-pregnancy to now two years, you know, postpartum. And I think that's also A good thing to understand on the fitness front is when you start to really understand what you ultimately want out of it. And we always say sometimes it's going to be physique, maybe strength. Maybe you're just looking for a dopamine hit. Mm -hmm. But knowing where that falls in what season of life that you're in is really important. Like I have some moms that they're still in that two, three month postpartum new baby. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe lifting heavy's not the thing for us right now. You probably don't have that much energy left in you staying up and mm-hmm. nursing and whatnot. So it's, it's a different way to look at seasons of fitness too. Mm-hmm. And I think right now for myself, my career is really top in priorities. And so my fitness, I'm still have it dialed in, but the seasonal life, like I want to be cranking in our business mm-hmm. right now. And mm-hmm. so- I then look at it realistically. Hey, how much time do you have in this season? What can you give to it mental energy wise mm-hmm. and making sure that I'm still maintaining my physique because that's always important and maintaining my strength.
0: Yeah. And I think there's there's two things you said there. So first of all is um, first of all was, you know, what do you want to get out of it? Like, obviously, you want your workout to be designed for what you want to get out of it. But then also. That's something that we talk about a lot with our clients is, well, what what do you want your life to look like outside of it? Right, Because you could say, you know, this is an example like, oh, I just, I want to be blah, 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 8% body fat, 7% body fat. That's what I want to get out of it. So I want all my stuff to go that way. It's like, okay, awesome. Awesome. But what do you want your life to look like around that? You know, because, you know, to really get there. There. It it's it's not going to be like cocktail hours and pizza every weekend. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so it's really important to know, like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I might love running. I might love running, but to improve my marathon time or to do an Ironman—that's another one. We have friends who do Ironman, Ironman races. They're gone. You know, like Mike. He's he's in a different season of life. His kids are grown, so he can put in. 15, 20 hours a week on top of a, a badass career. Cause his kids don't need him on the day to day. Right. And so that's, that's just another thing we say, what do you want to get out of it? Not only the end goal of the fitness itself, but like, what do you want your life to look like around that fitness? How does it, how does it all fit together? I think that's a really important piece. Um,
1: yeah. That's what I was trying to get. Like mm-hmm. our, my career and the boys are pretty high priority priority mm-hmm. because they're two years old. So they need me a lot. And mm-hmm. then, I am trying to do some big things in our business and so I'm okay my fitness is so dialed in that it's not going to go away right but I'm okay just saying hey I need to kind of pull back a little three to four days a week in and out in less than 45 minutes and just
0: cruise control yeah and that and that's a healthy space to be in it took a while to get there I think maybe for me more than you but where you're just you know you're you're you have to peel back your identity a little bit.
1: Yeah. Mine was more the nutrition. Yours is more yeah. than the workout front. Yeah. But
0: it's like, you know, you identify as I'm this strong or I'm this whatever, you know, um, qu- quitting jujitsu when the kids were in utero because we were spending so much time at the hospital. I was like, it was weird to be like, yeah, I just don't train anymore. Like, that's just like, that was a thing I did. It was a part of my identity. It was a part of my social circles, the whole deal. And like, now I just don't do it. And then, you know, to go from that and then, you know, just saying like, you know, I got to get in and out of the gym in 45 minutes. Well, it was part of my identity was uh, somebody who took my, my fitness seriously. Right. And I did all the stuff and it took me, you know, sometimes 90 minutes. Right. Because I was going to do all my mobility work, all my, you know, all my stuff to stay spry and athletic and explosive. Then I was going to lift for strength and lift for physique. And, you know, it took, it took a lot. Right. And now it's just like, well, dude, that's not, I don't, you know, I need to separate my identity from that, but also like, yeah, what I want to get out of it, I want to grow my business. So there's mentally, that's where my bandwidth is, is business and family and you know, what's, what's left energy wise is, is what I get hanging on to fitness and also fitness is a little bit more of a stress reliever now, you know, meaning like it's a little bit more of an escape. I still go there with a purpose, but it's like, I'm just, I do it for a purpose, but I'm also just having fun with it. Yeah. You know, it, and so, I mean, I guess that leads us to the next one, which is, you know, the season life that you're in and, and, matching things up that way. and, You know, so there's already time commitments that we've already talked about with kids or with work or whatever. But then it's like, man, there's different seasons in terms of socialization. There's different seasons in terms of, you know, career. And so you have to look at if you're in a sales job, let's just say, you know, and you're entertaining clients X amount of days a week, (laughs) you know, you're out at restaurants, it might not be the best season to get to. 5% body fat. Right. If you have to eat at a steakhouse four nights a week and sleep in hotels. If you are a CPA, you know, maybe the first half of the year isn't the best time to train for a powerlifting meet or an Ironman.
1: If you're a teacher during summer, Mm -hmm. we know you like to cut loose a little bit. Not the best time to be in a nutrition fat loss phase. Go on cruise control. Yeah. Just know where you're at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what, what I see too often is people going back to what, what worked. And there's two problems when I say going back to what worked for them before. And there's two problems with that. And that is one is we, we remember incorrectly, to say it nicely, how well it worked. Right? Well, I can't tell you how many people have, have told me like, oh, yeah, I did this and I was 5% body fat. And I'm like, and I'm not calling you a liar. Like you weren't 5% body fat. Um, You know, that's like uh, the best professional bodybuilders in the world get to 5% body fat for like a 24 hour window. Yeah. And so I'm just using that as an example, right? Oh, I was, you know, when I did this, I was 5% body fat and they really believe it. But all they mean is they were leaner, right? But their, 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 their memory is skewing how lean they actually were or how strong they actually were or what they actually looked like. You know what I mean? And so the reason that's a problem is because they're romanticizing it a little bit. And they're, they're building it up like, yes, when I did this, I had this amazing result. And the result is actually inflated. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. And they don't, they're don't they not inflating it for my sake. It's actually inflated in their memory. And it's not. That's a human thing to do is all I'm saying. Right? <laughs> that's a human thing to do is to romanticize the past a little bit. Some of, our, some of our previous achievements get a little bit inflated. That's okay. All right. So that's the reason, though, why you can't go back to what worked. Because it probably... It, The result probably wasn't exactly what you're remembering. Secondly, um, even if, you know, it did work well, I'm sure, even if the result was inflated, but you probably had different physical bandwidth back then. You know, the, the, the spryness of a young body can compensate for a lot of stupid training. You know what I mean? So just because your high school coach told you to do it Doesn't mean it was right. In fact, it was probably really dumb because high school coaches are notoriously doing really dumb things in weight rooms, right? But you didn't get injured, or or you didn't even know you were injured because you just toughed it out, and so now you're sitting here going, "Well, yeah, I was in great shape when I played high school football because I did that," and it's like, dude, that was not the right workout. And so, but the point is, it was a shitty workout then which you just don't even realize because the memory of the result is inflated in your head. And because of where you were in your life, you don't even realize how shitty that workout was. And now you're going to try and go back to that as a 35 year old dad who hasn't been in the gym for 15 years. Like that's crazy.
1: And push the prowler five times around and then yeah. possibly pass out.
0: Right. Right. And so you got to look and go, yeah.
1: I was guilty of that too. Like yeah. from a female, like I was an athlete growing up, right? I was pretty resilient. And then I got into some bad habits of not warming up and not getting my body primed. And I've caused a lot of issues in my mm-hmm. hips and back. And yeah, it's really, like you said, what worked before probably won't work now. Yeah. Just, or it needs tweaked.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, so and that's the thing is like the principles still apply, right? Yeah. So one principle that I can talk about is let's just say muscle growth because uh, uh, guys are going to be listening for muscle growth and let's just say strength, right? Women are too, even though, even if they don't know it yet.
1: They are,
0: Um, you know, so the, the, the real key mechanism that people talk about for growing muscle is volume. So doing this amount of sets per week per body part, right? So if you want to grow your chest, it's doing 10 to 12 bench press and incline, you know, sets for chest, right? Per week or something like that. Generally speaking, the more volume, the more growth to a point of diminishing returns. But of course, you have to be able to recover from that volume. So if I'm 23 years old, I have no financial responsibilities in the world, but I have my first full-time job. I have no time responsibilities in the world, except for my job. And I spend all my waking hours outside of my job at the gym for 90 minutes to two hours crushing 20, 25, 30, 35 sets of various exercises, five and six days a week. That's a ton of volume. But guess what? My stress is so low. My stress is so low. I don't have kids. I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. And I have a full-time paycheck coming in. I'm able to recover from that volume because of my stress being where it is, right? Being so low. Now, 35 years old, A, my hormonal profile is a little bit different, but B, I'm a grown-ass man in terms of family, career, responsibilities. Those stressors take away your ability to recover, right? To your body, stress is stress, whether it's stress from bench press or stress from having to meet your sales quota and improve it every single quarter, Right? Stress is stress, and you can only recover from so much stress. So as the outside stressors creep up, financial stressors and career stressors and family stressors and guys, I love my kids. So that doesn't mean they're not a stressor. Having two lives depend on you is, is, a, is a stressor, whether you no matter how much joy you find in them, it's it's something that's constantly on your mind. Right. And so if I were to sit here with that level of stress and therefore that limited ability to recover from working out basically because my stress recovery is is lower and I go and I try and do a workout with 40 sets in it five and six days a week, dude, I'm going to be cooked. I'll be sore constantly. And then it won't be long. It'll only be two or three weeks before my numbers just start plummeting. You know, my strength numbers, I mean, I'll be getting less reps for the same weight, that sort of thing. And my joints are going to freaking scream at me. And so the principle remains that I need to do basically the most amount, if I want to grow muscle, let's just say, I need to do the most amount of volume that my body can recover from. The only difference is with my lifestyle now, That number, that amount of volume I can recover from is much smaller. And that's just one example with weightlifting, but it's true for running too. It's true for running too. I can't tell you how many people we've coached who just run as hard as they can for as long as they can and then wonder why they feel like shit constantly. You know, uh, you've got to keep your heart rate in check. You have to work in your aerobic zone to facilitate better recovery. It's less stressful on your body. It's less stressful on your joints. Uh, But people don't know this, right? Because we're like, yeah, well, when I ran cross, cross country in high school, we just ran as hard as we could every practice, right? And like we, we, and then we, or we,
1: I ran a marathon in my early twenties,
0: right? Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I did, and we did sprints until you know uphill sprints with the team until we puked. Cool. Right, But like, that doesn't mean that's optimal for performance, first of all. But secondly, like, are you going to be a grown ass woman doing hill sprints until you puke? I mean, you can, I guess. I, actually, no judgment here, you know, if that's your thing. But I just wouldn't expect to feel very great off of that. And I wouldn't expect to see progress off of that. So um, that's it. That's that. seasons of life is so many times. So it's so a big pillar of our program, Right. Is strategy, just strategy. But it's not like I have a binder that says Paul's workout strategy and then I just give it to you. We got to look at where are you? The strategy has to apply to you. We need to look at where you are. You're in the center of it. And then we look at where are areas for improvement. I don't look at, oh, here's Angie now. And so, okay, let's just, okay, so here's Angie now. Let's completely disregard that and list out 20 things she needs to do. No, I look at where is Angie now and I look at what are three things, where are three areas that there's room for improvement? What are the three next steps? Not what are the last 10 steps. What are the next three steps, the lowest hanging fruit, the easiest changes that will yield the biggest result?
1: That fit into her season of life.
0: That fit into her season of life. is built around her. That's how you create a strategy that works for your season of life. And um, I don't know. That's it.
1: Well, I know you talked mostly fitness and workouts. I think we should do a follow up on with how to really understand how much food you should eat, how to work different Mm. foods in, how to know when to change your nutrition plan based on your seasonal life or Mm. your goals. It's very similar, but I think it could be follow up. Mm,
0: Lifestyle piece. Yeah. I like it. All right. All right. Well, that's what we're going to do. Remember that. Because when we sit down here next time, I'm not going to have remember that. So I need to remember. I've got it. I'll draw it on the whiteboard right now. Lifestyle. I got it. Lifestyle. Seasons. Life. All right. That's what we'll do next. Ange,
1: I got nothing. No,
0: nothing. I just nailed it. And you geez. did. She's got nothing to add. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.